Deshaun Watson throws five TDs. The Rockets tell Jimmy Butler he's everything. The Lakers win back-to-back games, a big win versus the Nuggets. But the team that's really struggling, when we're looking to the left, look to the right. The team that's really struggling, OKC, is the Cypher. Deshaun Watson throws for five touchdowns and he leads the Houston Texans to their fifth straight win. But more importantly, as the season has progressed, you can see his confidence growing. More and more, he's starting to look like the explosive player from last year that took the league by storm that nobody could stop, that everybody was comparing to making him a bigger version of Michael Vick, a quicker version of Cam Newton, a better passer than either Vick or Cam Newton. He's starting to look more and more like that player. And more importantly, with the defense dominating like it has over the past few games and the offense picking up, I really think the Texans have a chance to make some noise this postseason, provided they can be consistent on both sides of the ball. I like the fact that Lamar Miller ran the ball the way he did. He's a talented back, but it just seems like he's not consistent. He has the ability to rush for 12 to 1,500 yards. And if he can do that, then that gives Watson play-action pass. And when you've got that dynamic of talent back there running play-action, sometimes the broken plays might be the best plays. That's a great story. That was a fun game to watch. But the biggest story, the story that's been going on even before the season started, Jimmy Butler and the Timberwolves, that fractured relationship. The Houston Rockets offer the Timberwolves four first-round picks. The Rockets are going all in. Clearly, when you make a move like this, it's win now. And I don't think people should be too surprised that Daryl Morey would make such a move. When he brought in Chris Paul, even though Chris Paul is the best pure point guard in the NBA, definitely going to be a first-ballot Hall of Famer, and had he not got hurt, there's no question the Warriors would not have repeated as champions. But he brought in an older Chris Paul. Chris Paul's 32 years old. And his body is slowly breaking down. When he's healthy, still a talent, still an elite player, but Father Time is undefeated. When you look at Houston's roster, they're an older roster. They added Carmelo Anthony, expecting that he would give them firepower off the bench. Now that experiment is in the, is in the early going. But if you're looking at the early results, it doesn't look good. And I'll stick to what I said before. If the Rockets want Mel to just be a spot up shooter, then that's a mistake. He's not that good a shooter. I've said that before. If you're bringing him there just for that reason, then you're not maximizing what the the things that he can still do well and what he can still do well is he can still score from the mid post. He can still score from mid range. He's got a nice post game, and he's a 245-pound body that can bang and get to the foul line. When somebody that big and that powerful and that skilled doesn't get free throw shots, doesn't get to the line, some of the blame is his, but the other, that's got to go on coaching. That's got to go on how they're designing and using him. But anyway, back to the trade. This is definitely win now, knock these Warriors out. And it's a smart move. You got an older team 
you got about a three year window to not just win a championship to break through, but maybe win another championship. I like the combination if you add a Jimmy Butler. What I would question is, can Jimmy Butler fit into a secondary role? Because when you play with a ball-dominant player like a James Harden and another ball-dominant player like a Chris Paul, that's going to be difficult for Jimmy Butler. He could very well be their second leading scorer, but he won't be their first option. And this is going to be unique for him because he's not only been the first option in Chicago and with the T-Wolves, he's also been the main ball handler and facilitator. On this team, though, he's going to be the third option because James Harden is their best scorer and facilitator. And Chris Paul is their second best facilitator. I think Jimmy Butler can fit. I think he can impact Houston because it's not just about his offense. It's what he can do for them defensively. The question is, can he take a secondary role? I think Daryl Morey thinks it's worth it. I think Mike D'Antoni figures in his system with the speed that they play with, he'll get enough shots. So we know why Houston would make this deal to put themselves in a position to not only contend, but to dethrone Golden State and go on their own two or three year run and win a couple of titles. Not to mention, if you're able to re-sign Jimmy Butler, he's only 29 years old, put him with Harden, they're the same age, and you could contend for another three or four years. I get why Houston would make this trade. I see what Daryl Morey sees. Not to mention, I think Daryl Morey thought they came within a healthy Chris Paul of dethroning Golden State last year. So if you add Jimmy Butler, they think he's probably thinking it's a wrap. I'm not going to go that far. But I can see why it feels that way. But why would the Timberwolves make this deal? I think the Timberwolves are making this deal because the owner, Glenn Taylor, is pushing to make this deal happen. I think Glenn Taylor is looking at his franchise's long-term health. And when you get four number one picks with limited protections, no matter where they are, they're still tradable assets. Whether you choose to use them yourself or attach them to a bad contract like Gorgie Dang, who has $48 million left on his deal. You attach a couple of first-rounders to that deal, and it becomes a lot more acceptable to another team. Not to mention, if you decide to use those picks. Remember, the Timberwolves might not make the playoffs without Jimmy Butler. More than, matter of fact, it's more than likely they won't. So they're going to have their own probably top 10 pick to go along with those picks. I think the Timberwolves are going to be in a position to fortify their roster, to put in place some pieces around Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, who are both still 23 years old. So I get now why Glenn Taylor is pushing this. I think the Timberwolves and the Rockets are two teams, obviously, in opposite positions, even though the Rockets are struggling right now. I think the Rockets, with the addition of Jimmy Butler and you get Chris Paul back, they're going to be back on track to not just be an ascending team, but they're going to be a legitimate title contender. Whereas the Timberwolves, I think with this deal, they're taking a step back to ultimately take two steps forward. So I think this is one of those deals that works for both franchises. This is a legitimate win-win. And speaking of winning, last night, the Lakers take out the Nuggets, 121-114. LeBron James led the way with 28 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. Kyle Kuzma chipped in with 22 points. 
But the key player, the guy that gave them energy that ignited the comeback was Lance Stevenson. 12 points, four rebounds, and four assists. Lance came in the game, and the energy of not just his team, but the crowd completely changed. The Lakers finished on a massive run, and before you know it, the game was over. But the reason why I really enjoyed this game, because it was two teams who I think are both on the rise. Yes, the Lakers are struggling, and they're an unfinished product. But I feel the same way about the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets are an unfinished project themselves. I mean, ultimately, when you when you realize it, they're still missing players. They still don't have Isaiah Thomas. They still don't have Michael Porter Jr. And they just lost Will Barton, who's one of the best six mans in the NBA. This Nuggets team is no joke. It's for real. They just beat the Warriors by one point the other night. But here's the thing. In that one-point win, when they didn't play their best game, they missed 20 free throws and still found a way to win that game. So what I'm saying is they can play with anybody. They've got that kind of talent. Just the core of Joker, Gary Harris, and Jamal Murray, that's a problem. Then you add in a steady vet like Paul Millsap, one of the best bigs, maybe the best backup center in the league, and Mason Plumlee, Trey Lyles. They've got talent and depth, and they're still missing three key pieces. So I have no doubt that the Nuggets are an ascending team. I have no doubt that both the Lakers and the Nuggets will make the playoffs, barring a major injury. They will make the playoffs. I think I have the Lakers going 4-5, but maybe if they go 5, it's because the Nuggets are 4 and vice versa. These are two talented teams. I think they're going to make some noise. And I know that somebody, actually someone asked me last night, when you're watching the game and they said, you don't think Kuzma and LeBron have chemistry. And I couldn't front. Yeah, you, you can see it. You can see it even in the losses that they seem to kind of be able to read each other. They have a connection and a chemistry. But if you have a Brandon Ingram, I don't think you have Brandon Ingram come off the bench. You're going to have to find a way to have Ingram and Kuzma play at the same time. Maybe you play smaller more. If you play smaller, sometimes you slide LeBron to the five and have Kuzma and Ingram in the front court. Or maybe because he's quick enough and agile enough, you slide Ingram over to the two. I think Kuzma could play the two. My point is you find a way to have your best players on the floor as much as possible. I like that chemistry between LeBron and Kuzma, but I like Ingram as well. I still think that Brandon Ingram, when I compare him to him and to Kuzma, I'm going to hold true to what I said. I think Ingram is more talented. I think he has a higher upside. But when you watch them play, Kuzma wants it. You know what I'm talking about. He wants it. And there's a difference. And his want for it, it it, it stands out. You can see it when you watch him play. Kuzma's terrific at catch and shoot. He moves well off the ball. He's not as good off the dribble as Ingram is, not the defender that, that Ingram is, but he's much more charismatic. The crowd loves Kuzma, and LeBron James apparently loves him as well. Lakers are two and three. Nuggets come down to four and one. But these two teams, you should watch. The other game last night that stood out for me, obviously, was Boston versus OKC. It wasn't the Celtics' best game from an offensive standpoint, but when you realize that they had to come back from the deficit that they came back from, it was impressive. And I thought the most impressive player on the floor for them at one point 
was definitely Al Horford. Big Al brought him back. 19 points, 9 rebounds. But the key figure was Marquise Morris coming off the bench. 4 from 5 from 3. Finished with 21 and 10. I just thought he gave them a lot of energy. And he hit some monster dagger threes. When I look at the Thunder, the problems that they have, sure, you can write it off to they didn't have rest the first game. Um, and, and obviously, that's a big loss. But ultimately, when you look at how they play, when you say, well, Russ only went five for 20, Russ goes five for 20 a lot. When he's 100% healthy, he goes five for 20. And then he'll have games where he'll go eight for 15 or, or, or he'll go nine for 18. But the five for 20, that's not an anomaly. That's, that's just part of Russ. The five turnovers, not an anomaly. That's part of Russ. I love Russ. He's a great player. I, I just don't think Russell Westbrook is a point guard. I just don't think his decision-making is the best. As gifted as he is, I, I think they need a better decision-maker. Maybe ultimately they need a better coach. And as far as Paul George goes, same story. Off to a fast start, and he couldn't be found when it was money time. Not a superstar. Paul George is a talented player, legitimate all-star, but he's not a superstar. Maybe he did the right thing by staying in OKC. He could be a bigger fish in a much smaller pond with a lot less pressure. Quick shout out to Damian Lillard. Dame went for 41 points in the Blazers 128-114 win over the Magic last night. And a big shout out to Lonzo Ball. I thought Lonzo was competitive. I thought he was fiery. He was really into the game. I just thought he showed something that you don't see enough from him. He really showed fight, and that's what you want from him. You want him to show some emotion, some kind of fire. Lonzo went from 12 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, and 5 big steals. I just thought he had a really complete and solid game. So shout out to him. Here's my question to not just the Facebook fam, but YouTube, the fam on the Anchor and everywhere else that's listening. If you had a choice, if you had the number one pick and you had to choose between these two guys, who are you taking, KD or Steph? Let me know on Monday. I'll respond and I'll also get into some more Facebook responses. We'll talk about the NFL, what happened over the weekend in college football. It's the Cypher.